and Grace watching Stargate. They made a podcast that's on iTunes that you should rate. Nix is a super fan. Grace is pretty new. Kaylee the Thorgy will help them make it through. Bartender Nick is here to make them drinks. As they reference random pop culture things. Crying out loud, they'll put a smile on your face. There's no place like Tara with Nix and Grace. Welcome to episode 232, I think, of the No Place Like Tara podcast. We made it. I'm Nixie. Looks like we made it. Do, 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 do. Guys, we had a week. Yeah. Um, I'm going to start here yeah. by saying, hey, sorry that the last <laughs> week's pod was like four days late. Um, I fucked up the settings. So it, it was uploaded, and then we thought it and was uploaded. And it set to private. And it was just set to private. Yep. So we're just minding our own business, assuming um, you guys were listening no. to the podcast and um, realized you weren't. So, hey, you got a bonus Saturday pod, hopefully, <laughs> if it popped into your queue. Um, sorry, guys. It's part for the course this week. Yeah. We had a tough, 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 tough work week, and you guys remember that Nixie and I work together, so that yep. doesn't help. So we were both So when one died. has a first a bad work week, we all have a bad yeah, work week. It was a universal tough work week um, where um, domestic partner, fiancé, boyfriend, Jesse, and I have these conversations when I don't take breaks because yeah. we've learned that I have a weird immune system and yep. weird things happen to my body when I don't take breaks. Um, and that happened this week. Um, and then at some point you heard me talking with two other people from work about how they were in like major OT that they weren't yeah. supposed to be and hadn't had breaks. Yep. And I'm like, do you hear how this is universal? It's not that I'm being a yeah. bad person to my body. It's that we had a really tough week. It was week. a cray cray week. Um, but we made it through and we're here. We're on the other side. Um, yes. And we're here bringing you SGA. Yes. Season two. Uh-huh. Episode 19. Yep. AKA Dante's Inferno. Because you were right. This is Dante's Inferno. My AKA is a little more niche than that. I like Dante's that. Inferno is the obvious one. But for, for, for those of you who get the reference, my AKA is Rumble Cusp. <laughs> it's pretty appropriate. <laughs> Vocodo. Vocodo is my AKA for any critters out there. Yay. Um,. Rumble so did you have any time for anything besides work this week? So I actually did because because work was so difficult. Um, I, I couldn't play video games. Like my and I know what is yeah, what is I know. Shitty, like first world problem to say. But what I mean is that I couldn't do things with my brain. Yeah 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 I get that. Um, so I couldn't do any more hand eye coordination. Was shot. I was done. Please tell me you started Chits Creek finally. I did start Chits Creek yes! finally. That was a random guess out of the dark. I'm so excited. That is exactly what I was building up to. I'm so excited. Uh, well, and it was a little bit suggested by our work week <laughs> based on the things that we had to work on. Yes. Um, yes. And I was like, okay, I'll finally give this a shot. And Dan Levy is an angel. He is amazing. I just want, uh, I just want him and his dad. I just want to, like, if they had. I hate reality shows for the most part, but yeah. I would watch just them hang out. Hundred percent, hundred percent. Just hang out, just and like they, the you know the chemistry is amazing, and, and of course it's gonna be they've got the father son oh thing God, for real. Yeah. 
but their timing and it's just everyone's good. the entire show's timing. It is good. It is, but I think the the scenes, especially with them two. Are just magic. So you can see now when I was saying a couple weeks ago, and I'm like, when I just start sounding, yeah, like David and Alexa, yeah, in that tone <laughs> of the way I'm saying things, yeah, <laughs> and my hand gestures, it's just perfect. It's it's just love it. It's um, and Catherine so O'Hara, good. you know, she was, is a goddess in everything she does. I still remember the first time I saw her in Beetlejuice and going like, this yeah. lady's weird. Yeah, I and love like, it. I think it meant a good thing for yeah. me when I was little. So that's what I've been doing. I've been watching Shit's Creek. <laughs> it was fun. It's it are good. It's so good, and I can't wait to watch the last season. Nice. I know it's aired in Canada, but yeah. I'm behaving and I'm not getting it early. It comes on Netflix in months from now. Oh, okay. Like it does have a date that it's going to come to Netflix in U.S. I think I'm in the middle of season two. Like, I'm going oh hard. Oh, yeah. No, I binge the entire series okay. in less than, well less than a week. Okay, good. <laughs> um, yeah, I was, I'm going hard. Uh, but it's been really fun. And that's kind of all I've done. And I've been embroidering. Because yes. that's the thing I know how to do. Because it's a beautiful... I've been embroidering as well. Uh-huh. Um, I am embroidering, like, embroidering masks to make yeah. them pretty. Because yeah, we're going to yeah. wear them. And I want to wear something that's fashion. fucking pretty if I have to wear it. Safe, but make it fashion. Exactly. <laughs> it's, it's, uh, it's, it's, it's safety chic. Yeah, there you go. Um, but the one I'm doing right now has, like, this unicorn and, like, flowers. And there's a double moon. And I went, oh, what else do I know that has a double moon? And so one of the moons has a Captain Tustuk in it. Guys, Again. the Mighty Nine references are here. All of them. All of them are here to stay. And uh, I did get to play some video games this week. Nice. And I am proud to say that I have completed the main family storyline in Assassin's Creed Odyssey. Nice. And I'm now on a mission to... Um, to unlock Atlantis and kill all the cultists. Nice. So there's that. I think uh, I think Jesse decided to just play the game where he kills the cultists. Like he yeah. hasn't done anything for this. You know that's legitimate. But I I also realized that I have seventy hours into the game. Uh huh. And I went. Uh, oh. Yeah. Oh. I kind of just had one of those like I don't know whether I should be proud of that. Or like worried about that? Um, I did. I did finish Shadow of the Tomb Raider. That's good. Um, like, but finish. I mean, finish the main storyline. Yeah. But I'm trying to 100% the game, which I won't get to. Yeah. But my overachiever brain is like, at least get an A on it. Yeah. So I'm at 89.56%. There you go. So I'm gonna push it into the 90s and then call it done. My Cassandra is, I think, a level of <laughs> 48. Nice. Oh, I did play one video game this week. <laughs> I've been laughing because it's 100 years old. Um, <laughs> we got um, the PlayStation Now uh-huh. thing, um, which is just, you know, video it's, games on demand. Yeah, we have it for Nintendo. Um, and so I've been playing Guacamelee, which I forgot <laughs> how fucking hard it is. I've never it's played a, that. It's, a, it's um, I don't know what it's called. It's uh, I think it's like Metroidvania is what they call it. Okay. It's like the side scrolls. Yeah. Um, and I forgot how hard it is to go up and down in the side scroll games. Oh yeah, just in general. And I'm like, this is frustrating. <laughs> um, I like playing um, Super Mario Brothers on our Switch a lot. Nice, nice. That's the way to do it. Because I'm old school. But yes, today yes, we're back with our old friends, 
who were just sitting on the loading screen for what three weeks? Three weeks. They were just sitting there waiting at the gate, going, "Can we go through the gate already?" March third, two thousand and six. Woo! Uh, this was written by Carl Bender, directed by Miss. Peter DeLuise. Yay. So we have a few people in here that we've actually seen before. Okay. So Chancellor Lycus uh, is played by Kevin McNulty. Okay. Who we have seen before in Stargate. Interesting. He was a surgeon way back in early seasons at at the SGC. Like, he helped get the ghoul out of Kowalski. Oh. He tried to help get the device out of Cassandra's chest. He was, like, four episodes or so as a surgeon. Um, but he's, dude, this man is a journeyman actor who is one of those where his IMDb list is longer than my arm. Yeah. Uh, Highlander, X-Files, Seven Days, which, by the way, Seven Days? I loved that show so much. I don't know what much. that is. It is a science fiction show, and they have a device. It's like a time travel pod that can only go back seven days. Oh. And so when there's some big event that happens... They can send someone back seven days to try to stop and fix it. Interesting. Yeah. It's like early edition. Kind of, yeah. Remember that show? I <laughs> yes. love that show. I never actually watched it. Um, I did Kyle Chandler, the early days before Friday Night Lights. <laughs> and a woman whose name I can't forget, but his face is like haunting. Like one of those faces you don't forget. Um, all the shows that you've seen, he's been in. Nice. And um, Brandy Ledford, who plays Norena, also okay. you saw her previously in Stargate. She played a very short-lived Tok'ra. Oh. Um, she was, like, in the, the standard Tok'ra snake-skinny outfit, but she was faking. She was playing a ghoul, but she was really a Tok'ra. Oh. She was alive for, like, one scene of an episode, I'm pretty sure. Nice. Um, and also a lot of people know her as Doyle from Andromeda. And that is not one I would know. Andromeda's fun. Okay. I mean, it's Kevin Sorbo and, and Lexa Doig and... Look, if I'm going to watch Kevin Sorbo... It's going to be Hercules. I'm not watching Andromeda. <laughs> You're watching Hercules. <laughs> I may have the first season of Hercules on DVD still. Just letting you know. Good, good to know. Important things. <laughs> um... So this week's planet, yes, is Tyrannus. We start right off planet. Too. Is is um is Sith Tyrannus. Um, <laughs> it's uh oh crap. What is it's Mustafar? This oh, is the yeah. planet Mustafar. It is Mustafar. It just doesn't know it yet. It doesn't it know hasn't it yet. Filmed. It hasn't this, reached its final form. Well, this is actually early Mustafar. This is how Mustafar became sure, Mustafar. Sure, sure, this sure. is Mustafar's origin story. Mustafar Light. This oh, is that's the AKA Mustafar Light. Mustafar Origins. This is uh, this is the um, prequels of Mustafar, if you will. <laughs> <laughs> Episode negative ten. <laughs> That's how far back you'd have to go. Um, and you can see, obviously, the rock around here. Volcanic. Uh-huh. And looking down from an observation window from the central control room is our team and Arena, who's giving them a tour. Yeah. And McKay and John, every time they bicker, is just pure gold on screen. Uh, oh, especially, especially when there's a lady around. When there's a lady. I do also like that Sam Carter's You Blow Up One Sun is McKay's That Planet Did Not Blow Up Because of Me. Yeah. <laughs> I do love that. Um, I feel like McKay and uh, Shepard in this episode, and, and stay with me, guys. This yep. is going to be a hard follow. So I'm here. Is a lot like when Auntie Nixie comes over 
right? Yeah. And the dogs are like, look at how cool I am. Uh-huh. No, look at how cool I am. And then they fight each other. Yes. That's essentially what Shepard and McKay are doing. Yeah. Yeah. I'm a pretty brown scientist. <laughs> yep. And the two dogs. Like, and I am the better doggo. I don't know which one is which. Um... I'm going to say that Stormy is McKay because he's always concerned. I was going to go slightly opposite, which is why I can see I can see both. Okay, see you both. tell me your reasoning and then I'll do mine. The reason I was going to assign uh, Stormy, our good boy, to John is because good boy. And, and there's a little bit of that like... He is a good boy. He is a good boy. He is, a, and he's a good boy in the sense that he is a lawful good boy. Yes, and McKay, like it or not, is a little more chaotic. <laughs> he is a crazy chaos man. <laughs> I do see that. You're right. I do see that. Uh, it's interesting because he's our lawful good boy. Mm-hmm. He's on my little. So I found the most appropriate likenesses okay. to my boys. Yes. Recently, and I don't know if you ever watched this, so hopefully, you'll know what I'm talking about. In Rugrats. Oh, uh, did I watch okay, Rugrats? Okay, well, I don't know. I never know what's age appropriate. And I know there were some shows that I watched that I was probably too I old to be watching. I had cable early in our house. Nickelodeon was okay. on Nickelodeon's origin stories in our house. Nice. Um, Stormy is Chucky Finster. Yeah. And Drake is Tommy Pickles. It's Tommy Pickles. He's yeah. like, let's go out and find an adventure. Uh-huh. Um, also, we have a move in our house called Tommy Picklesing Things, because we've learned that nobody wears pants, and oh, so no. every now and then, these <laughs> guys are about to learn way too much about me, I have an insulin pump, and yeah. we know that, that is shared information, sometimes it gets Tommy pickled, yeah. because you can't just let it hang. No. It's gotta go somewhere. It's gonna go somewhere. So, sometimes, Everything... insulin pump gets Tommy pickled. Yeah. Makes total sense. Are you telling me Pickles in your insulin pump right now? It's like, yes, I am. Total sense. <laughs> Makes total sense. I just shared far too much. I still... T- I, I, I will still attest to the closest character for Kaylee is just the Slytherin house mascot. <laughs> That's just the best association. Because you know what? Listen, not all Slytherins are bad. No. She is just a Slytherin. There's something... Yeah. I'll, I'm gonna find who she is. She's probably like an old Disney character, like someone from Oliver and Company. Someone. She's just uh, she's wily. She's, she's wily. wily. She's listen. She's she's she has a heart. She is a cuddly creature, yeah. but she ain't got time for this shit. She said no time for anybody's shit. I do think what was it, Patty Lapone? She is was, very Patty Lapone. Yeah, she's Patty Lapone. Uh, that's why. That's why you can't find an animated She's version. an emo theater kid. Yeah. If she's just else. an old, like, older <laughs> lady who's been there and done that. Uh-huh. She's, she, she's Catherine O'Hara's character. She's Catherine's she, creep. She's <laughs> Catherine O'Hara and shit's creep. Because she's also loud. She's very loud. I wonder where she gets that from. You know how, you know, dogs take after their owners. Couldn't. Yeah. yeah she, so here's, here's my question to you. Because we do know that Stormy is our little anxious good boy. Yeah. And that Drake's more like, I like this adventure. I'm just going to figure this out. Uh Uh-huh. Which one of us is which as far as Jesse and Grace? Oh, no. Stormy is Jesse. And (laughs) there's no question in this. Drake is you. You're just a chaos muppet. You're just a... You're a barely contained chaos muppet. (laughs) That's fair. (laughs) 
the only reason under you were, the guise of this organized here's, human being. I will tell you with all of my love why you were not an unbridled chaos moment. <laughs> because is of because, my health. Because of your health. Because you know, you know, you, you're like. Yeah. My mom used to say, because she's very good, she's like, God knows why he does things. <laughs> it's, it's, you know why? It's keeping you alive. Yeah. As weird as it seems. <laughs> yeah. That's what's keeping you You would alive. have done something that would have just gotten you accidentally killed years ago. It is ago. true. It is true. There's tendency to those types of things in our family. One of my nieces once jumped off the roof. Yeah. We caught her... <laughs> As she was doing it. I believe I can fly. Basically, she was, she couldn't have been more than like three or four and they were playing in the backyard. First of all, we're like, how'd she get up there? Don't ask questions. How did she even get up there? Don't ask questions. Yeah. Anyway, we're back. We're back on planet Mustafar. Well, we learn that, um, much like Chaos Muppets, they just went, hey, we found some cool Atlantis, ancient ancestor technology. Let's go ahead and fuck with it. Just push all the buttons. So... None of the, much of this technology is not theirs. Mm-hmm. It is ancient, and they have apparently calling out to planets, like just dialing randomly, calling for help for a while. Yeah. And we're the first person who answered. Yeah. So they aren't the best at using ancient technology. <laughs> that's a, that's an understatement. Understatement. Um, their shield is a little hanky, mm-hmm. and Chancellor Lycus laments that the ancestors didn't leave behind instruction manuals. I'm gonna say that. While all of this is important information, yes. the one thing that I could not stop focusing on is how his suit is slightly too tight. <laughs> like, he was like, it still fits, it still yeah. fits. It's like a couple years old. Yes. Like, I think maybe his other suits were at the cleaners. Uh-huh. He's like, I'll make it work. I'll make it work. Yeah. Yeah. And McKay, <laughs> McKay's just like, oh, no, they left instruction manuals. You're just too dumb to understand it. Yeah. But thankfully, John cuts him off. Yeah. With a little more diplomacy. Hey, I'm still McKay, and I'm surly and bad with people. Look, I don't know whose idea it was to have McKay heroically rip the computer off his back from Velcro. I don't know if it was in script. I don't know if it decided on the set. I don't know who it was, but I love it. Yeah. I mean, if anyone's going to heroically <laughs> so pull out good. a computer, it's, it's going to be McKay. It's so good. <laughs> I love it. I don't know like what it's, idea it was. Like it's a sword from the Lady yes! of the Lake. <laughs> yes! I love it so much. <laughs> this here computer. And McKay's total confidence fumble when he realizes that the highly attractive blonde scientist is the one he's going to be working alongside. Hey, in the tight, tight dress. <laughs> Look, you can't really get low. Sorry, I mean, it's not like we're talking about people's dresses, apparently. Like, how do you, like, what if you need to, like, crawl into things? Like, that dress doesn't feel like it's, there's a lot of room for movement. She doesn't have to move. That's fair. Um, but his... I swear he's barking at a dragonfly. You know, Kayla's done worse. Um, but the, the only, is only outdone by everyone's reaction to McKay... <laughs> Fumbles McStupiding his way through this fail of words. It's pretty great. And everyone else gets to continue on the tour. <laughs> so they continue deep underground. I will say that during this entire tour, since we all know how this goes, yeah. my anxiety level was like, when you're... <laughs> when you've been dicked by other planets uh-huh. a lot, yeah. and, and, and then you play games like tomb raider and you think you're just in a puzzle tomb or like and then things dungeons come and out dragons that you have to shoot yeah 
I'm just like, or, or Dungeons and Dragons, where you're like, oh, this is just a puzzle sequence. We don't have to kill things here. Yeah. Um, I am waiting for them to have to kill something. And I'm like, oh, no, don't leave Mickey behind. <laughs> oh, no, no, never split the party. Yeah. Anyway. You don't know what the bad thing's going to happen yep. in this episode. Yep. During this tour, you're going to get shot. So all of these ancient, the, the ancients way back left all these tunnels around the facility. Uh, and it's actually how they, like, fumbled their way into the ancient outpost. They just broke into one of yeah. the tunnels. And suddenly there's a bit of an earthquake. Hey. A little tremor. And we see McKay running for a doorway. <laughs> um, no one else is off putting... The doorway thing isn't real. <laughs> PSA. We were all taught it when we were little. If you grew up in California. I was taught it and I didn't grow up in California. It isn't real. We also learned to get on tables. Tables is good. Yeah. You want something over you that's a covered something. Well, I think they just figured that the door frame had a little more stability. <laughs> yeah. But, I mean, how often do you see demolished houses where the door frame's just hanging out? You know. It exists. <laughs> if you're at a doorway, just go outside. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Um, but no one else is phased by this tremor. It's just a tremor. Like, what? Yeah, it just happens. Uh, they're Californians. Uh, yeah. McKay recognizes it. It's just the it. fragging. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, we're going to leave that over there. Yeah, I'm never going to put a pin in that. And we're going to put a pin in just never return We're just going to, gonna, like, Homer Simpson walk into <laughs> right. the bushes. Into the bushes. Uh, we have feels. So, <laughs> McKay recognizes as a harmonic tremor. And Narina's like, well, yeah, we get a ton of them. It's because it's our generator. In harmony. <laughs> Sorry. McKay's like, your generator is geothermic energy. Well, then, yeah, there's a fucking connection between your generator and the tremors. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, and that was um, standard military procedure to head to the door and check out the structural integrity for the civilians. Got, yeah, yeah. Gotta make sure everybody's fine. <laughs> yeah, uh, these are... What? <laughs> and I looked a little bit into it. It did seem like these are too short to be harmonic tremors. Okay. Um, I've actually I never heard of the phrase No, almost nothing about geology uh, in, in, in this realm, but it seems like, so harmonic tremors, they're different than just like plate tectonic ones like you're used to in California. Yeah. These ones are more specific to volcanoes. Okay. And it's like, they form, so you know, har a harmonic is how, like when the wavelengths are all even, that yeah. nice little beautiful symmetrical. Sure. Um, and so when you see that on a seismograph, Instead of sort of normal tremors where they start small and then they get bigger big and then they go crazy, this is just, it's almost like that nice So they're like rolling. Harmonic. Like the it's rolling like a rolling, long-lasting, chill-out It's like, earthquake. yeah, we call, I, I don't know that we're getting harmonic tremors, but the way it sounds like or what it feels like is the difference between like the a, like a shoving earthquake and yeah. a rolling one. Like some of them feel like they're rolling under you. And some of them you're just like... What the hell was that? Like, yeah. someone hit the brakes. Well, this is just a long, they're longer lasting and they're yeah. more related to spoiler volcanoes <laughs> than plate tectonics. Ugh. Um, And yeah. But they're okay. ignoring the tremor for reasons. Like his head's into the main hangar. When the doors open, there is a definitely beast. an ancient ship yeah. there. Yeah. I just, I was like, look at that beast, is what my mind said. Uh huh. It's, it's just so beautiful. party. Yeah. 
also, and credits here, and thankfully, mostly of this is ancient design, so they can just conveniently redress and use their own set. Thank da, you, da, da, da. Blade Trinity sets. Yep. <laughs> so, John catches Weir up back on Atlantis. Yep. It is an Aurora-class ancient warship. Um, they're calling it Aurora-class because Aurora was the first one they ran across. Right. Um, it, like, it's pretty damaged. Mm-hmm. Honestly, the technology of it is just above their heads. Like, they just can't grok it. And okay. McKay does have to eat his vegetables fixing the shield generator before he can go play with the dessert of the broken ancient worship. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, of course. You gotta do your homework before you can do the fun stuff. And an alliance would be real nice if they get to use that ship with the wraith coming. Yeah, let's go make some friends. And Weir's and John's interaction with... Norina being hot and McKay being pathetic uh-huh. is adorable. Yeah, um, I love the part where it's like, well, what about the Chancellor? Like, she's like, maybe somebody. He goes, I don't, I don't know. Hey, I don't know. He's a he's a guy. He's a dude. I don't I pay, pay much attention. attention. And in fairness, he's a dude. He wasn't a hot dude. He wasn't a hot dude. He wasn't a, like look. It probably. He wasn't a young, strapping hot no. dude the way but I Marina like is how, a young. I just love how he's trying to be real diplomatic, and she's like, "He's she's hot, huh?" Yeah. Well, and I do love, I do love that you know, uh, Weir isn't dead inside. No. She's like, "What about the chancellor? Is there something for me to look at?" Well, and I, 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 I like how. I think in Weir was like, I mean, is he easy to work with? Is he amenable? Can oh, we I negotiate? think she was like, is he hot? Oh, okay. <laughs> but I like your idea. But I was thinking more of that it. side, and it was more of, John just went, oh, he's a guy. I wasn't looking. <laughs> so back with that. McKay and Narina. Normally the shield would need a ZPM, but this place works on geothermal power. Don't need a ZPM. Mm-hmm. And there is an enormous amount of heat beneath the surface. And McKay just looks at her and is like, you're telling me. And we're like, no, McKay. Yeah. No. Don't do it. No. Don't, don't. Sometimes stop. when things, think words happen in your head, you don't need to say them out loud. Sometimes you should filter those. Yeah. You need an outside of the brain filter. He doesn't have that much of a filter. We yeah. know McKay's charisma is not high enough to filter that shit. Here's what I wonder, though. Is it charisma? <laughs> Sorry, that's the loudest plane ever. It's also just, like, hovering. We're gonna wait it out. No, I think it's... I don't know, maybe wisdom. Oh, yeah, I was gonna say, is it charisma or is it wisdom, right? Because wisdom is what tells you not to say the words. Charisma is, is whether or not you don't get killed for saying the words. True. And I, I, I'm betting that McKay probably has a higher wisdom. Oh, no, we discussed. We because his, no, a higher charisma. Yes. Because his wisdom is so low. Because his wisdom is, might be negative numbers. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, negative modifier, I should yeah. say. So, Narina wisely ignores him, continues on how she was trying to fix the issue, things were popping up, she was turning off alarms, just making it work, and John comes in, asks how it's going. You know, and I gotta say, if you don't have the super-powered brains of the Samantha Carters and, and McKay, that's what any of us would do. 
Well, you just do what's in front of you. And I get the idea that it's very much not necessarily that Narina isn't as brilliant as the rest of them. It's uh-huh. just their technology level here. Yeah. It would be someone from the turn of the century trying to work a computer. Yeah. I mean, if you got it to turn on, regardless of how you did it, that'd be pretty goddamn cool. 100%. Yeah. Yeah. Like, if you were able to get in it. Yeah. um, Maybe not the most appropriate way, but it's like, hey, you got it running. Yeah. Um, John's like, did you you fix a shield yet? I mean, I can call Zelenka if you need. It's it's fine. And, And while McKay rummages through the new box and computer John brought, John just, you know... Settles himself at that console with oh, some sure. definite how you doing energy. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Both of you calm the fuck you down. You need to both chill out. Like, See it. Like <laughs> you haven't seen a hot, intelligent woman before. Like you literally work with two of the hottest women ever in the yeah. world. Yeah. So. Chill. Just chill. Just yeah. chill. And it's not like either, like... I get it. Weir's in that, you know, her her North Face outfits all the time. <laughs> but Taylor ain't hiding anything. No. Like she's, she's, she's there for mobility. Yes. So it's not like you haven't seen a woman in... in, in I know. In, in you haven't been out word, to flattering see. clothing. Yeah, yeah, you haven't been out to see. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. So while this is going on, um, McKay realizes that they these people have been running the shield continuously for over a year. Yikes. Maria's like, well, yeah, the long-range sensors, you know, named after an old TV show. <laughs> we turned them on, and then we saw Wraith out there, so Chancellor Lyke has ordered the shield strength increase to maximum. Yep. I mean, seems right. Wouldn't you not? Yep. And unfortunately, they did not realize that the ancients only designed this to run did not design this to run non-stop. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah, guys. That was a reference. Moderation is your friend. But, you know, how are they supposed to know right. that it's right. not you don't. designed you don't to run the shields the whole time? It's interesting, too, right? Because some of us, I think, are built that way, and other yeah. of us are not. Like, I think I was always, like, use everything as little as possible. Yeah. Um... Even if you don't the need the shields, don't, don't run the shields. Yeah. But anyway, that's, a, that's all. Anyways, the, the alarms that Narina overrode were actually sort of important because <laughs> now McKay realizes how dire the situation really is. You know, it's like that line that Taylor Dosey says in Gilmore Girls when, uh, when Rory breaks her arm in the car crash with Jess. And he's like, don't don't get hopped up on pain pills because pain is your body's way of letting you know something's not right. Everyone can tear off the calendar of it's this many pods since a Gilmore's girl reference. I know it's been a long time. I hasn't know. It? Yeah. <laughs> um, this outpost is here because of the geothermal power of being over the caldera of a dormant super volcano. Sure. <laughs> yeah. Or the supervolcano formerly known as Dormans, I should say, because all the energy they've now been drawing. Like, I'm coming out. <laughs> I want the world to know. I'm gonna let it show. What if that song was always about volcanoes? Maybe it is. Okay. And we've just been misinterpreting the lyrics. Yep. Um, they've been drawing all this energy out of it, and it's been making songs it. Songs about volcanoes, that's the name of our album. <laughs> Writing it down. It's just all volcanic themed, uh, but not overtly but volcanic not. themes. Yeah. It's just, you can also understand this from the point of view of a volcano. Sure, 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 sure. Songs about volcanoes. 
Um, needless to say, shit's bad now. They've they've made this volcano very angry, and you won't like it when it's angry. Don't piss off nature. No, just in general. Yeah. Don't don't piss off nature. No. I feel like we should learn that. We've listen. I feel like that was one of the main lessons to learn from Moana as well. Yeah. Yeah. Don't piss off nature. The heart of Tafiti. Yeah. Don't <laughs> piss off the heart of Tafiti. Yeah. So Weir and Lycus are meeting and negotiating, yeah. and apparently there have been a few of the worlds that have emigrated here uh-huh. um, to seek refuge from the Wraith. Weir's like, you know, we're here for cultural exchange, for some trading, we have lots of knowledge and also ancient your ship. technology. <laughs> Lycus is like, look, we fucking both know what you want. I know you're looking at my boobs, dude. <laughs> yeah. Just, just admit it. Yeah, my eyes are up here, not with the ancient. Yeah, not on that warship. ancient ship. Like literally, I need a meme. That meme of like, um, of her just the the girl turned around. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Where the other ones walking uh-huh, away, uh-huh. and it's like culture, and it's like ship yep. over here. Ancient warship. Yeah, ancient warship is what we're just looking at. She's like, I mean, yes. But you're currently not using it, and if we fix it, then we can maybe negotiate, like, a timeshare situation? Yeah. Uh, like, this is a few steps ahead. <laughs> he goes, I don't know you from Boo. Yeah. What? We're just gonna let you fix a ship. We do know there's some crazy powerful weapons on that ship. Yeah. We're just gonna let you fix it and then, like, hand it over to you. And Weir's like, look, this is not a threat. See my non-threatening voice. Yeah. We have all that firepower already. Yeah. Like, we don't need it. It's like, bro, bro, bro. If we wanted to kill you, we could do it right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're here not killing you. But again, this, this galaxy, he's absolutely in the right to be the suspicious. 100%. It sucks, but it goes to show that they've got a decent leader on their hands. Yeah, it's like, don't just... When it seems to, right now, these people seem too good to be true. Yep. We're just gonna they come probably in. Are. We're gonna save your shield. We're gonna help you fix your ship. Yeah. Yeah. And Shadiness. that's when John radios them that out of that escalating discussion by uh-huh. telling them over the radio that they should come down here be- as the place shakes again. Yes. Volcanoes we are doing have things. Problem. Yeah. Which we'll touch on this later, but like even more. From, like, his point of view of now suddenly they're like, oh, well, your planet's doomed. Yeah. Yeah. By the way, suddenly since we got here, your planet's now doomed. Uh Uh-huh. For all they know, you know, based on the things that we know our team can do, they could have made it look like the planet got destroyed. Which is why later on he seems like a little bit like a douche, just assuming and not trusting our crew. But it's like, but if you put yourself in his spot for a second... These are all things that they can do and have done. We seem a little shady. Yeah. It would be quite the orchestration, but again... We seem shady in how good we seem. Yeah. And and I, I would probably be like, what what's this too? Yeah. And we get a nice shot of that big open area the Stargate's currently in. Yay! It's perfectly fine and safe. And no, you don't see the volcano because you're in the volcano. That's cool. The typical volcano people think of, like Mount St. Helens. Sure. Which we'll talk about in a second here. Um, little cliche volcano. Yeah, yeah. Like, that's... Like the kind you make for your fifth grade uh-huh. science project? That's like normal volcano. Uh-huh. Super volcano... Think Yellowstone National Park. Yeah, it's all in, it's like a pimple. 
the caldera is is around 50 miles. So the caldera actually at Yellowstone is 34 by 45 miles. Mm-hmm. Wow. There is there have been three. When I say mega eruptions, I mean like like altering the Earth's crust level Yikes. of eruptions. One 2.1 million years ago, one 1.3 million years ago, and the last of which was 60, 630,000 years ago. Um, but it has been active many, many times. It's just a giant pimple. It's just a giant, real unhappy pimple. Yeah, it's like those under the skin uh-huh. where it's just like, it just hurts. Those were just like the crazy massive eruptions. Yeah. And in 2013, they did some analysis, and they found the magma chamber below the caldera is 50 miles by 12 miles. That's fine, right? That's and it's totally okay. Six to eight percent filled with molten rock. They Yay. figured, which is 2.5 times, times bigger than they thought the magma chamber was. Like, if that thing went off, how long would it take for us to die? Oh, if that thing, like, actually, oh, not long, super not long. Like, even where we are, distance-wise, which everybody knows we're in Florida. Um, I have a hunch that our, like... Would it be, like, the air? Yeah, we would have the air issue, where they, he talks about how like it's Taylor just, like... Ronan. Yeah, covers... That's what we have more. Like, we no longer have sun, <laughs> which then kills the planet. Uh, and actually, for a few years ago, the ground in the caldera was moving up, like, up in elevation inches per year. I mean, that's a thing, right? It's, it's calmed down since then. But okay. yeah, there was a couple years it was moving like three inches a year. Yikes. Yeah. But yeah. there's thousands... Oh, coming out. <laughs> <laughs> there's thousands of like weak earthquakes there every year. Yeah. I need to make it out there one day. Me too. Um, I always get the location of Yellowstone and Yosemite confused. Yosemite's in California. I... I get that. Yeah. But, like, in my head, yeah. it was the two really cool national parks that started with the Y. Yeah. And well, I, can, I get that. And so, like, I and, I and I just never remembered which one was in California and then which one was not in California because I couldn't remember where it was. I yeah. just remembered it was further inland, not in California. It's Jellystone. Yeah, I, Jellystone. Jellystone's in Wyoming. I guess to me that was never a thing because I lived in California. 100%. So, but I, I hear you now. Hundred percent. I mean, there's there's stuff in the Great Lakes area where other people can't remember, and I was like, well, duh. I remember yeah. exactly where all the five Great Lakes are and which ones they uh, are. I, don't, I know. I probably couldn't even name them all for you. There's Lake Michigan. Uh huh. Lake Erie. Yep. Lake Ontario. Yep. Huron. Yep. And then oh. the biggest one is the Great Lake. No. Nope. It's what they wanted to name the Upper Peninsula if it ever succeeds. Oh, hell. I don't know it. It's the topmost one. It's the northernmost one. It's the, the largest one. one. Weird, like, it's shaping. the superior one. Fuck. I knew that. Do you want to know how, um, how I learned them growing up? How? Homes. H-O-M-E-S. Oh. Because Michigan is my homes. And so it's homes. That's awesome. I never thought of that. And there's apparently, like, I learned it that way, and I think a lot of people did, and a lot of people didn't. But that's how I learned it was homes. You know, I'm surprised I got four out of five. Uh, it's pretty good. It's pretty good. 
I have been to all of them except for, um, have I been to all of them? No, I haven't been to Erie. It's the only one I haven't been to. And Erie's the littlest, right? Yeah. Okay. No, I have been to that one. I've been to all of them. I have been to all of them. I have been to none of them. <laughs> I have seen Lake Michigan. No, maybe I haven't been to Ontario. Maybe. From an airplane. <laughs> I saw Lake Michigan. That's yeah. the one that Chicago's on, right? Yes. Chicago's on Michigan. Because it's on the other side. Yeah. Look at me knowing geography. There you go. Okay. Okay. So. Um, by continuously running the shield, they've increased the pressure on the magma, the magma chamber. Magma. Uh, and that chamber is growing. Like, the damage is done. Yeah. There's no fixing involved. Yeah. This is just save yourself mode. Yikes. And John is like, well, can we just fire a drone on the other side? Like, just relieve the pressure. It's like a blister, right? Yeah. Just poke a little hole. Yeah. Relieve the pressure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Everything's fine. Looks McKay's like a good like, pimple. It'll stop hurting if you just pop it a little. McKay's like, fuck no. There is no controlled way of doing this. Yep. They're like, well, let's just evacuate people to another part of the planet. Keep them safe. And McKay's like, none of you are getting this. When it erupts, it's going to be 10,000 times bigger than Mount St. Helens. It's going to destroy half the continent. He's full Cassandra right now. Like, yeah. The end is near. Yeah. The dust cloud is going to envelop the planet. It's going to block the sunlight. Extinction level events we're talking about yeah, here. Yeah, not great. And Lycus just looks at them and walks away. <laughs> Jeez. And McKay's like, was I, was my volume turned down? Yeah, Did I no one hear this. me? <laughs> so... Tell me about the things. Mount St. Helens. Yes. Or, I apologize to um, any First Nations people, any indigenous people. I apologize. Wet latka, wet latla to the Cowlitz people, or Hulit, or Huwala Kof to the Kitlactic in Washington that with is what I'm seeing um, is 50 miles from Portland, Oregon so it's like southern part of Washington uh-huh. and I did want to real quick read to you guys because I thought this was really really cool um, there is a story of Mount St. Helens oh. as we know it um, to the Kitlockic people in the story, the chief of all the gods and his two sons, Pato um, and Waist, travel down the Columbia River from the far north in search of suitable area to settle. Okay. And they came upon this area that is now the Dales, and they thought they had never seen a land so beautiful. Wow. So the sons quarreled over the land. So, to solve the dispute, their father shot two arrows from his mighty bow, one to the north and one to the south. Okay. And Pato followed the arrow to the north and settled there, while Wais did the same for the arrow in the south. And the chief of the gods then built the bridge of the gods so that their families could meet periodically. And then the two, when the two sons of the chief of the gods fell in love with this beautiful maiden named Lewitt. Oh. And she could not choose between them because she's like, too hot chief, 
sons yeah. are oh. coming at me. Like, yeah. how are you going to pick? What even am I going to do? So the two chiefs fought over her, mm. and they, like, buried villages and forests in the process. Like, this was, I mean, this is, um, uh, who, who, the, oh, shit. Who launched a thousand ships? The face that launched a thousand ships, Helen. Helen, thank you. And so the area, the whole area was devastated, and the earth shook violently. And so the huge bridge fell into the river, and that created the cascades of the Columbia River Gorge. Oh, cool. And so for punishment over the fact that, you know, they just went to war over a lady, Mm -hmm. uh, the chief of the gods struck down each of the lovers. Oh, damn. And transformed them into great mountains where they fell. Wow. So... Waist, with his head lifted in pride, became the volcano known today as Mount Hood. Oh. Um, Pato, with his head bent towards his fallen love, was turned into Mount Adams. Damn. And the beautiful Luwit became Mount St. Helens, which is known as the Luwala Kof, which means smoking or fire mountain in their Damn. language. I just thought that was really cool. That is really fucking cool. So, and I've lost my pace in my notes. One second. As I get back to where we were. Let's just talk about volcanoes all day. Yeah. They're very hot. Yep. And angry. Yes. Until they're not. And it's kind of like... But then they become hot and angry again. But but also, volcanoes are the guy that's, like, usually pretty cool. Yeah. Usually pretty even keeled. Don't piss him off. No. It's going to take a lot to get to that pissed off point. But it's there's no going back. No. Yeah. So in May 18th, 1980, um, Mount St. Helen erupted. It took, so apparently leading up to it, um, in late March, the area experienced a 4.2 earthquake. And then a week later, steam started venting from the mountain. And at the end of April, apparently the mountain was already starting to bulge on one side. Damn. So May- Imagine seeing that. Yeah. So on May 18th, there was a 5.1 earthquake, earthquake that collapsed the north face of the mountain. And it is the largest known debris avalanche in recorded history. Fuck. And out of that just fucking spilt magma. Like, you know the, the molten core chocolate cakes? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Basically, that like, happens. Yeah. But in a really devastating destruction form. Wow. So magma flattened 230 square miles. And just so you know, proclastic flows of magma don't crawl like you see them do in, like, Hawaii and stuff. Uh-huh. Um, this is magma that moves on average of 62 miles an hour. Holy shit, that's fast. It can reach hundreds of miles an hour. Damn. Of just magma. Just, what's up? Giant moving river of magma. Uh Uh-huh. 1.5 metric tons of sulfur dioxide just released into the air. (laughs) Shit. It (laughs) took... (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, guys. It took over a thousand feet off the top of the mountain. Just gone. It was a pointy mountain, like a cliche volcano-y mountain. And now if you look at pictures of it, it's like not. It left um, a mile wide crater. So it basically just took the top off. It did take the top off. It 
It killed 57 people, which I'm like, I'm amazed it didn't kill way more than 57 yeah, no people. Yeah, um, It destroyed, I think it's just because there's not that many people in the Exactrix. It destroyed 250 homes, okay. 47 bridges. This is all from, according to Wiki, 15 miles of railways and 185 miles of highway. Damn. The photos of it are, if you haven't seen it, insane. Uh, I may look them up right now. They're insane. Holy there is crap. apparently just miles of forest where the whole forest was just knocked over and it hasn't recovered yet. Damn. Um, and so, and like, volcanoes aren't just like an explosion and it's done. You know, these are, like, ash right. was pouring out for hours. Yeah. These are like long events. Yeah, these look sad. This is, it just looks like a fucking atom bomb. It's more powerful than a lot of atom bombs. Damn. And it's, like, like released over time. Oh, right. Ash was found on cars the next morning in Edmonton, Canada. That's far from there. Yes. Right? Okay, just checking. And it's still doing things. Like, like Mount St. Helens is still, I guess, classified as an active volcano. Like, it's still spitting ash every once in a while. It's still building its dome yeah, up. It's just still so you guys know, I'm so mad. Doing its thing. But, yeah. Jeez. It's it's crazy. I Holy remember crap. there is the Icelandic volcano that, like, I think was spitting on ash. I don't know if it was like a full eruption, but it was maybe ten ish years ago. There was a couple like summers or springs where it was releasing um, ash into the skies, and so a lot of the skies, especially over like the UK, were shut down. Yeah, because I was there one of those times. And oh, wow. we had flown a small plane onto the island of Isla, uh. and we then couldn't fly back out because they had canceled all flights. Guess you live there now. And so we, it actually was kind of a blessing. We instead had to immediately figure out new mode of transportation. We had no phone because we were traveling and didn't have a cell phone. Yeah. No anything, but instead we got to take the ferry. Nice. And then we got to take a bus back to Glasgow. There you go. And it was fucking gorgeous, because it's Scotland, and, yeah. like, fucking gorgeous. I mean, Carson could have told you that. Uh, I mean, anyone can tell you that. <laughs> so, like has just left because he needed a drink, which yeah. I feel you. Yep. Weir goes to visit him and tells him, look, McKay is basically the best scientist ever, so I trust him with that reservation. Yeah. And like this is like, yeah, but I don't fucking know you. So what your word means shit to me. Your yeah. wor- your word what? means nothing because I don't know what your word means. Yeah. Stormy's not happy about it either. No. Guys, I'm sorry. It's a, bar- a very barky episode. And he's like, look, we called you to help with our generator, not to suddenly evacuate our planet. Yeah. You know, from their perspective, it's like we called for help and all of a sudden everything's falling apart. Uh-huh. What perfect timing. Yeah. Oh, and you, like, so you guys found out we had this nice, fancy, ancient ship, and now all of a sudden we have to leave the planet. Like, yeah. as the place shakes again. Yeah. And we start see steam starting to erupt out multiple places outside. Yeah. It's like, if you ever had to take your car in for something that you thought was really simple, mm-hmm. and the mechanic's like, actually, all this is going to shit, which yeah. is why you're experiencing that. And you're like, well, fuck. Mm-hmm. I wasn't ready for that. Now what do I do? I just thought it was weird that my car smelled like maple syrup. <laughs> I didn't know my transmission was dying. Yeah. Okay. So they run back into the control room. <laughs> Sorry. They're running. 
<laughs> I make loudest, that sound when I run, too. It's the loudest crotch rocket ever. There's so many of them. So they run back into the control room. Like, mostly everyone's fine. This is uh, this is a, a tremor that sends some people tumbling. Mm-hmm. There was some wood in the settlement. Where's going to go up Carson? Okay. McKay realizes that they need to do things fast, because that tremor opened a, a hydrothermal vent in the near the base, and the ground beneath them is now eroding. Yeah. So, yeah, we're going to sink. <laughs> And Weir's like, look, everyone back to Atlantis at yeah. this point. Like, Everybody get safe. And you can see Lycus is not digging this idea at the moment. Sure. Uh, Narina's like, this shit is happening now. Yeah. And so he gives the go-ahead to start evacuation. Thank God for Narina. Because I feel like the Chancellor needs someone he can trust. Yeah. And, and thank God for her being able to wrap her brain around this and be like, no, this is legit. Yes. So we we meet down below again, and we get some tasks handed out. We're in Lycus are going to head back to Atlantis to handle everyone's arrival. Carson's going to help with the wounded in the settlement. Taylor and Ronan are going to help John organize all the evacuees on this end. Yep. And as Carson and arrives, break. yeah, as Carson <laughs> arrives, McKay dials the gate for Atlantis for the first batch of refugees. Yep. Um, and then there is another major earthquake. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's the people leveled now. The people were feeding into the gate, turn back and start running back inside. Smoke and steam everywhere. Magma starts flowing and McKay radios to Atlantis that they need to raise the shield now. Yep. Just as we see the Stargate fall forward into the magma. This is me playing taps for the Stargate. Like the ring at the end of Lord of the Rings. Saddest, saddest gate. You know... Let's take a moment of silence for that gate. Yeah. It was a good gate. It was a good gate. It it brought us new friends. Mm-hmm. Sexy friends. Yeah. Not so sexy friends. Yep. And a sexy ship. And a sexy, sexy ship. Super sexy ship. You were a good gate. Mm-hmm. You will be missed. Back in Atlantis, we see Weir and Lycus and that first group of, like, what, a dozen that made it through the yeah, gate? Yeah, like, no no one, basically. Stroll through the gate, and all of a sudden they see the shields go up, with Weir's like, what the fuck? Yeah. And Zelenko's like, no, McKay just ordered it, and then we lost contact. Holy crap. The gate shuts down, Weir runs up to figure things out, Chuck knows that something, like, something got shut off on their end, the power levels were glitchy, and then it just died. Yeah. And they can't dial the planet again. Lycus, again, what the hell is he supposed to think at this point? Yeah, oh, this is all sounds like a great fucking plan. Yeah. And now he doesn't have his, the one person he can trust in the scientist. He is like, now you're holding me hostage yeah, for the warship. Right. Where's like, bro, no, we're not. Also, my people are not here, too. Yeah. The Daedalus is on its way back from Earth, and remember, this is the beginning of the three-parter, so I do like that they keep very much in mind of where their ships are. Yeah. You know, between yeah, galaxies. Yeah, yeah. And they're going to divert the Daedalus to Tarinus. Yeah. So John, Taylor, and Ronan run into the control room going, what the actual fuck is going on? Mm-hmm. And Carson's just like, well, we lost the Stargate. <laughs> Let's take a minute before we go too far. Yeah. Because I just registered. Well, I, I, I understood that they made sense of this. Imagine the fucking week that the Deadless has had. Yeah. It's like you go from this to fucking fighting Ori, right? Isn't that how it went down? 
Um, no, that was... Oh, no, the Daedalus is never the, available. The Daedalus wasn't available because God. it wasn't able to be... Because it was saving people. Yes. Okay. Like, I need a spin-off show of just all the ships. Uh-huh, just the ships. Just the ships and their captains. Because for a hot second, we had three. Yeah. And then the Coral have died on its first mission. Or even if just an episode of, um, oh, God, I'm going to forget both of the captains' names. But the captains of those ships. Yeah. I just need an episode of them playing cards. Oh, yeah. And being, and like, they're... Like, like next-gen style. Or, like, even just like a, even if it's a clip show episode, <laughs> but it's from their point of view, it's yeah. like, remember the time that we had to fly to here to here, and uh-huh. then to here, it's like, well, let me tell you about the time we had to do this yeah. thing. Okay, that's all, I'm done. John tries to keep everything calm while Kay is like, this is not the time to be calm. Yeah. John knows Weir. She's going to send the Daedalus. Carson's like, but what if the volcano erupts before then? I'm going to say I'd be a Carson in this case. Yeah. Whereas I would be like, we're just not going to think about that because it doesn't help us to think yeah, about we're, that. Yeah. Again, I'm like Carson. It's like, we're going to come up with all the shit that can go wrong. Yeah. And then we're going to make a plan for all those. That, yeah. Yeah. I, I get it. Um, John's like, hey, remember that worship? <laughs> And it's, like, a big deal of the episode so far? Yeah. Well, what if McKay can fix it? Yeah, he can do it. Whose response is, fix awesome. Fix it, Felix! <laughs> All of the pressure of saving one is once again on my shoulders. Yeah, and okay, John, freak out. that comes across many times this episode, is like, well, you remember how we realized that you work really, really good under the threat of imminent death? Yeah. And McKay can't. I uh, can't disagree with that. Nope. Actually, you did it's, this. It's accurate, and really make sure that Narina knows that before he runs off. Yeah, it's like, look, if you didn't constantly perform <laughs> so well under the threat of death, specifically maybe under would pressure, stop putting you in that situation. Yeah. Anyway. So McKay is quick to be able to get the primary power systems online, so that's a good start. Uh huh. Taylor and Runner remarked that. Um, I mean, if we had a few more ships like this, I mean, give the Wraith a good, you know, fight. Yeah, wouldn't that be nice? Let's think about that later while we're not dying. McKay also <laughs> finds the name of the ship. <laughs> Hippoforculus. Oh, I'm so proud of you. <laughs> I have hyphens? <laughs> were you just waiting for me to butcher I, that? <laughs> no, let me tell you that I gave up even on the spelling. <laughs> well, I was trying to write it down. Oh, I have no clue what my spelling is like. My, my notes say hippoparillus <laughs> so there you go hippoforculus yeah uh so they're clearly not calling it that mm-hmm. um and no they are also not calling the enterprise which i'm like why not call it the enterprise sure, nobody knows you know name it later for now let's see if we can hold the entire settlement if here if need be mm-hmm and that is when the Daedalus is able to radio in. Mostly static. It takes a little time to get a good connection, but they are in orbit. And because the Stargate was destroyed by lava, uh, and they're in a volcano that could erupt any second, yes, they could use the Daedalus' help. Yeah, please, please help me. So Caldwell is ready to just beam up the crew, and John's like, no, we're actually planning on saving everyone. And the issue is, is that even though the Daedalus is big, and I like how they keep this in mind. I mean, it also just makes it so the episode isn't solved in this moment. But, accurate, life support is limited on the spaceship. Yeah. How do you re-up life support? Like, can they do that at Atlantis, or do they have to go to Earth? Well, no, it's not necessarily they have to re-up, but think of 
think of a perfect example is is Apollo 13. Okay. It's like they had they had stuff that could scrub the the oxygen. Like they could scrub the atmosphere. Yeah. It just wasn't designed for that to many do that people. Much. Yeah. Okay, so they're just basically gonna overpower it. Like yeah. they're gonna got it. They don't have to like refill up oxygen tanks. Yeah, or anything. like that's what I was wondering. I was yeah. like, because that seems unsustainable. They can they can basically like break things apart and everything. It's just more of the machines can't keep that pace. Yeah, it's like getting an air conditioner for t- that's built for a two bedroom house and putting it in like a mansion. Exactly. Got it. Yeah. So they would need four trips to get everyone, you know off the planet to Atlantis, and that's taxing it. Yeah. And they have no clue if they have time for that. So Taylor and Ronan uh, will go with Carson to organize groups for the Daedalus. Mm -hmm. And John and McKay are going to stay here and work on Plan B if they run out of time. Yikes. And Caldwell's like, well, what happens to be Plan B? And John names the ship in that moment, Orion. The Orion. And again, it's all live or die is on McKay's shoulders. Yep. Get to it. So... I didn't do a full thing here, but I was like, Orion and Aurora seems like they should be related somehow because it came yeah. up with Orion. Now, Orion is historically a spaceship name. Okay. Um, it is the name of, like, our current hopeful future module. Okay. Um, which we tried to go see the test launch of, and it failed. Yeah. Uh, it was also the name of one of the uh, ships in the Apollo era. Like, it's been... It's been used. It's been used. So we could have gotten it there, which probably, knowing John, maybe. Yeah. But Orion, obviously his constellation, yep. was the great huntsman in Greek mythology. The only one I know how to find. <laughs> it's because that belt, man. That belt. That belt, yo. It's got some bling. It's like a WWE championship belt. <laughs> it is. <laughs> also, its armpit is Beetle Gauss, so that's fun. Oh, there you go. Um, and either Zeus or um, Artemis, depending on what story you're following, is the one that sent him in the sky to be a constellation. But he had a lover. He had multiple lovers. But one of his lovers... Was Eos, goddess of dawn. Oh. Who the Roman version. Aurora. Is Aurora. We love it. We like it. So either John picked a name because he knows mythology or he picked a name because he knows uh, spaceships. Or because he watched E.T. and a lot of movies as a kid in the 80s. Yeah. And Orion Films is the thing. Or that. (laughs) That was stupid. Or that. But that was the first place I learned the name Orion. Yeah. I, because it's just a fun word to look at. It is. It's when you're little and you're learning words. It is. There's certain ones that kind of stick in your brain. Mm-hmm. And it's just fun looking. Yeah, I definitely... it looks almost like onion. I definitely first learned Orion from space. From from, <laughs> from the constellation. No. I, mine was probably from watching E.T. We were definitely quizzed on constellations as young children. That's funny. Yeah, that didn't happen in our house. <laughs> we did watch E.T. though. We did watch E.T. I mean, I still remember the touchstone pictures, little... Oh, yeah. Little animation, too, that the uh-huh. little snipe that they had. Yep. Anyway. So at the settlement, Carson is doing his triage thing yep. in what looks like a barn. Ronan is trying to keep the rest of the first group calm. Yeah. Which, considering what they just saw, obvious there might be some panicking involved. Yeah. Yeah. We're going to need to calm some emotions. Yeah. This is where it'd be nice to just have, like, some CBD oil to just give to people. Also, it'd be nice with Taylor's Druid spells. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah? That's what she's using right now. Probably. Mm-hmm. Um, so, the trip to Atlantis is 12 hours round trip, and Carson's like, do they really think they can get four round trips done? We're gonna try. 
they've been arranging people at specific sites for the Daedalus to beam up, okay. and there is something up. There's something about the end of the scene with, like, look, we we all know we freaking love Jason Momoa, and we've had the discussion before where part of Jason's magic is he plays very similar characters, yeah, and we're hundred percent okay with that. He's Jason Momoa. So there's something about his like nonchalant, give no shit, reassuring. Now just go over here. You won't feel a thing. You'll be fine. fine. That I can't put my finger on it, but I love. Like I feel like it's just him. I don't know that he had his kids at that point. I think his kids are younger than that. I think his kids are younger. Yeah. But it's 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 how I imagine he would talk to. You know, it's like it's fine. It's fine. Just go. Just it's do just it. like it's just like a, it's a, like it's a little bit of. I really don't want to do this, but just can you fucking go over there and you'll be fine? But it's somehow soothing. Yeah. I don't know why. The calm under, like, just constant underlying calmness to everything. I guess it's, it's a little bit of a, do you see how non-worried about this I am? Yeah, it's, and that's, I think that's the key. That's the trick. You have to just be not worried about it. See how, like, I don't care about this? You should be like me. Like, I'd love to see (laughs) Stormy around him to see if he's finally not worried about the whole world. The whole world is coming for me. Yeah. I don't think you can have any anxiety around Jason That's Momoa. what I mean. Like, I just want him to be near my dog so my yeah. dog loses all anxiety. And it's like, well, Mommy, everything's fine. That's Jason Momoa, he told me. Yeah. He's like, thanks, Jason Momoa. <laughs> <laughs> he is, dog whisperer. <laughs> he is on my list of people I'd want at a dinner party. Yeah. I feel like dinner party's too fancy. Like, I just want to have them around a bonfire. Like, background barbecue. Well, my dinner... You know my style of dinner party. Sure. You yeah. Know. There would be a bonfire a at the end. A cookout. After a scotch tasting. Sure. After dinner. <laughs> um, so, yeah. The, the first beam... The first group is beamed up. First beamed is grouped up. Mm-hmm. And the Daedalus heads out. So, in Atlantis, they have... No fucking clue what's happening on the planet. No. Nope. Nope. Until Caldwell's yeah, like, I was gonna say. here's what's going on. So the planet's going full Mustafar. Uh-huh. It's evolving. Uh-huh. Um, and now things are shitty. Here's some people. We'll be back. Bye. And like, is like, well, now what? And also, what if this is just a false alarm on our planet? And we're just like, there's a little part of me that wants to punch you in the face right now. Yeah. This is where I would be like, then we'll send you back. Yeah. <laughs> Bye. Not to be outdone in calmness mm-hmm. is Zelenka going, um, I, I hate to interrupt. Just a little I hate to- <laughs> tiny little thing. <laughs> I hate to interrupt. I'm going to say this real calmly. We have a hive ship heading I'm going to use my best bedside <laughs> banner. This is me channeling my inner Carson right now. <laughs> Everything's fine. Everything's fine. Everything's fine. Uh-huh. Look, I'm just going to need you to be really cool. Everything's fine. There is definitely a bear behind you. Everything's fine. Everything's fine. Everything's cool. But I'm going to need you to just run like hell in the other direction Wasn't when I count that a story I saw in the news this week where someone was having a Zoom call and behind, they were, like someone was doing it outside in her yard and the people what? had to be like, there is a bear behind you? Holy shit, no, but that's what have made me pay attention to the I, Zoom call. I think that, I think there was a story about some sort of, there was some video conference call going on and someone was sitting outside... Like on her patio or something, and they'd be like, "There's a bear behind That's you." That's amazing. <laughs> I love that. 
I wish our workstations were mobile. I would sit outside for calls. I would not, because we live in a place that humans shouldn't exist. Okay, let me rephrase that. We live in a place that Nixies shouldn't exist. That northern humans. <laughs> My blood is far too thick for this shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, on the Orion, Narina has already learned so much from McKay. Maybe one day she could study under him. And learn about his penis. And John oh, doesn't wait, just obvious. roll his eyes. Yeah. He rolls his whole head. <laughs> it's like, He's just like, oh, this he looks is terrible. He's going, what the fuck is this conversation? But it only gets better. It does. Can I just tell you, I, now you've known me for how many years now? And you also know for a fact I've gotten better over the years, mm -hmm. but I used to be that person yeah. who said that and like didn't no put idea. like no connection. I mean, I'm gonna give some credit to bartender husband Nick uh -huh. and myself, yeah, because we catch everything. Hundred <laughs> percent, which is why I've been slowly getting better yeah, yeah, about yeah. when I say those. I because we're like phrasing, yeah, phrasing. Uh huh. But I used to be her that mm -hmm. would just say things like, uh, yeah, we're going to have to work under each other. Dirty. And not even have the slightest clue what I said. It's more fun to still say it, but know what you're like. Which is what I try to do now. Yeah. Uh, sometimes. Now, you only do this with your friends. Don't do this with strangers or no. with people you work with. That's Super uncomfortable. Not. Don't do just it. Putting it out there. Yeah, don't do that. I've, I've just for fun time things. <laughs> I've been in that place where someone says it at the wrong time and we're like, no. Harassment is still not okay in whatever <laughs> yeah. form it takes. Uh huh. Yeah. Cosplay isn't consent. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> it's another good one. Um. Anyways, McKay can barely get words to function because he got that as well. Yeah. And how first they still have to get off the planet and then she can be first under. First we have to get off him. The planet. I mean. <laughs> What? So, mercifully, the place starts shaking again. Yeah. McKay just ducks and John and goes to help protect Narina from falling okay, over. Yeah, yeah. And, like, and does that, like, I equivalent it to the sticking her arm out to the passenger side. Yeah, that's exactly what it is. It's, like, kind of second, after, it's an afterthought almost. Yeah. Or an instinct. Um, which I sometimes do, but I'm used to doing it so my shit doesn't fly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Across the table. Yeah, every yeah. Not to save a person. No. To just save my shit. Usually save like a a bag uh -huh. or books or something. Anyway, there is a uh, massive ash explosion outside. Mm -hmm. McKay gets up and then sees John and Narina basically with like a a, a, a gauzy filter over the frame uh -huh. and some some music playing. <laughs> some candles yeah. gazing at each other. <laughs> And McKay just walks away annoyed. Yeah. So Carson and Taylor watch the ash raining down. And Taylor is like, I wonder if it means the volcano is going to erupt soon. But diastrophism is outside of Carson's ballywick. Yeah, again, um, what? Carson? All of the words that you say. So diastrophism is a study of the deformation of the Earth's crust. So it's not just plate tectonics. It's not just Vulcan, Vulcanism. Okay. It's like the study of everything that fucks with the Earth's crust. All of the things. Got it. And Ballywick mm -hmm. is, if you didn't know, is basically your your area of interest or knowledge. Interesting. It actually started from, it is the jurisdiction of a bailiff. 
Oh, so it's almost like saying your jurisdiction. Your jurisdiction, yeah. It's outside of my jurisdiction. Yeah. I like it. I like Ballywick. Ballywick is a fun word. Is it a Scottish term? It, um, feel, it sounds Scottish. Y- y- yes, but I think it's English. I think it's like, I think yeah, it's yeah, yeah. in the whole region. Got it. I'm ready. I don't know if it's, it's Ballywick Scottish is a good or English, but I think it's things. just, it's British. I'm going to name something a Ballywick. <laughs> I think. Do not quote me if it's not. Yeah. It could not be, but I think it is. Things. Um, and Taylor just blink stares, going words uh-huh. that I don't know. She she give him a full grace look, like I don't I don't just nod and you, yep okay bye just just nod and you're adorable person. Uh-huh. Inside there's a bit of a disruption. So Vonos is from another settlement and he's like, look, we can totally fucking outrun this volcano. Yikes, dude! No, you can't. It's a day's Did you walk know to that the river. Volcanoes move sixty miles an hour. <laughs> Because I just learned that. Uh, you know, it's a day's walk to the river, and that will protect us from the lava, because it's no, a river. Well, it's totally things that they can't... River... Bro, water can boil. <laughs> totally. Let, let me lava, just lava can't get past a river, though. Duh. <laughs> I don't understand that logic, but okay. It's the logic of someone who's never seen a volcano. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And doesn't know what the lava is. The water gets boily and hot. Well, in two more days, there's the ocean, so we're going to be fine. People soup. And his whole group has agreed to leave on foot. And Carson's like, let me tell you all the ways in which you're wrong right now. Yeah. Like, the only safe ways to evacuate, and the only way to evacuate is our ship. So mm-hmm. sit down, shut up, and wait. Yeah. In the control room, Narina tells everyone it is time to go. And out the window, you can see the pool of lava that ate the Stargate. You see pillars of ash and smoke in the distance. And Narina notices they have a problem. Yep. Oh, are you now noticing there's a problem, Narina? (laughs) Yeah, no. Thanks for joining the rest of us. So John uh, radios McKay that there is new vents opening up. There's ash in the air. And they do not have time for wait the Daedalus to return. Yeah, it's getting bad. McKay isn't even close to getting the ship up and running yet. Yikes. And John's like, well... And this is over radio, mind you. Yeah. John's like, well, it looks like we're all going to die. And McKay's like, you're doing this on purpose. John's like, yes. Yes. Oh, no, we're dying. <laughs> I'm clearly creating an impossible test of force your ego to force you to overcome it. Yep. And John just plays dumb. Oh, please. I, I feel like I would just fuck with McKay all the time with that. Which is basically what John has figured out. What yeah. McKay, how to get McKay to work. Yeah. He's like, no, this is just all your ego. We're trying here not to die. Imminent threat. So stop thinking this is all about you. Yeah. And like me doing this to you and just go fix the damn ship. Mm-hmm. And then he's like, he's motioning to Nuri because Nuri is like, what the fuck are you saying to him? Yeah. He's like, it's fine. It's Don't fine. Worry about it. Narita's like, who the fuck are these people? These guys, I don't think I like either one. <laughs> it's just, that is... It's one of those situations where it works well if you know McKay and, like, that's what you have to do. But if you don't know either of these people and this is how you see them interacting with like, each other... You just show up at this party and these dudes are just kind of, like... It's like the equivalent of the, like just shooting something at yeah. each other. You're just like, uh, this is, place is weird. I don't want to be here anymore. 100%. Yeah. Uh, but again, at least he knows McKay, and he knows how that's how you get McKay to work. Yep. I mean, he's also not wrong. That is how you get McKay to work. Mm-hmm. Back in the barn, Carson has to tell everyone to change of plans. Some people need deadlines. Uh, yes, yeah. I am one of those Some people. Some people need deadlines. I am one of those people. Mm-hmm. 
fully admit. Um, Carson is telling everyone there's a change of plans, and they're now going to head to the Orion. And as you would predict, once they find out that there's a ship they can all fit in, Vonos, who is the stand-in for half the village, basically, wants yeah. to know why we didn't just take that ship to begin with. Hey. Because shut up, that's why. <laughs> well, it's like, shit changes. Yeah. Situations evolve. Yeah. We gotta be nimble. We gotta dodge. Yeah. We gotta weave. Yeah. Uh, and honestly, the engines on that ship don't work. But we're pretty sure we get them working for everyone dies. Yeah, it's kind of dead, so that's why. And Vonus has had enough. They should have waited. They shouldn't have waited, I should say. Uh, they can't trust what the Lanteans are saying, and they want to leave. Look, the air is going to be clear on the other side of the river, and he doesn't want to hear Dude, anything. Dude, it is Carson. not a magic river. Like, what are you thinking? It's, again, the situation of these people don't know the Lanteans from anything. Yeah. They've never probably experienced a volcano before. They probably don't Fair. know how volcanoes work or lava yeah. works or... Magic river you saves know. everything. Or even, they probably really don't have any understanding about, like, the global motion of weather. Magic river. Yeah. That's, I'm going to just stick with that. Uh, and to him, it is be better to do battle with death than to idly wait for it to take you. Or, I like what Taylor says, or you, you're just walking into suicide. True. Yeah. So, which one do you think? Well, you know, hope is like the sun. <laughs> if you only believe it when you can see it. <laughs> um, so Taylor tries to get them to stay as well, but Vonos and a dozen others or so leave, and they're going to try to beat the volcano on foot, and they were never heard from again. Oh, yeah, I do love Carson's attempt. Big man. <laughs> Just the phrasing, like that's mad Carson. <laughs> yeah, that's like the only thing he can think to say. That's, it's he's trying to be aggressive. Uh huh. But in his mind, it's like when someone who doesn't curse or someone is very like tries to say yeah. a mean thing. And yeah. It's just like, you're big. <laughs> that's me being rude to you. You're. Big smell bad. Yeah. So you smell a weirdo, weird smelly guy. He just. I'm pretty sure. Whatever Carson's stats are, he just he just has a negative number on intimidation. Oh yeah. So back in Atlantis, Weir is on the balcony at night, and Lycus comes to join her, and she isn't sure which star is Tyrannus. And I mean, technically, none of those stars are Tyrannus. Like one might be the sun that Tyrannus orbits, but let's not. I mean, pick. isn't Tyrannus a planet? So therefore, none of the stars. That's what are... I was just saying. Like okay. none. Got it. It would Got be it. the sun that Tyrannus orbits, but yeah. not any of them are Tyrannus. So, but I will give Lycus credit. He is here to eat his words. Yep. He's here because he realizes that there was nothing nefarious here. Yep. And that her people are risking their lives to save his people. Yeah, and you were struggling so fucking hard to let us, to keep us from saving you. It did not make it easy. And at the same time, she's like, and I totally get your side too. Yeah. So let's just bygones, bygones, Let's and just be move cool. forward. Yeah. He thought the shield would protect his people, and he couldn't have been more wrong. And I think, on top of the fact that, you know, we came in like knights on white Michael horses. Wrecking balls. <laughs> <laughs> There's also, I think, a little bit of guilt because he's the one that ordered the shields up the full time, which yeah. is essentially what killed this planet. And even though he fully did There's that no unintentionally, way he known. yeah. 
he probably has some guilt, and he was probably trying to deny yeah. that he destroyed his he planet. He was redirecting. He was yeah. redirecting. So underground, Carson and John pass each other as they're getting people as fast as they can to the Orion. Yeah. Tail and Ronan are still in the village, and another tremor comes. Yikes. So McKay has some sensors online and can tell that sulfur dioxide is pouring into the atmosphere and is becoming toxic and mm. everyone needs to be in the tunnels. And John passes the word along. And McKay's still working on the engines. They're not up yet. But also, how about you stop fucking with the sensors for a bit mm. and work on the engines? Yeah, I mean, yeah. As for Taylor and Ronan, they could have told you the air is toxic considering because, they yeah. can't breathe anymore. Yeah. It's crap time. Is this where they find the last family? The rest of Ronan the last is family? out looking, getting the last family at the end of the village, and okay. then they're going to be gone. Yeah. And John runs onto the Orion Bridge, goes, it's real tense down there. No one's trampled yet, though. Yeah. <laughs> yet. It'll, it'll come. McKay has realized there are two large fissures opening near the base, and the lava flow has now covered the hangar above them. There is now 30 feet of liquid hot magma. They're just encased of them. in They're lava. They're encased in lava. They are a molten lava cake. 100%. Yeah. They're the squishy... It's, they're like the weird thing you find inside the squishy middle. Because <laughs> that's the problem is that even if the engines work, there's no way to fly out now. Mm-hmm. So Taylor, Ronan, and that family they saved have their own issues now. The Let's tunnel just take a minute and enjoy Ronan holding babies. Um, I know not all of us are big baby people, no. but for those of us who are, Ronan heroically carrying two babies. I can in my head put puppies there. I mean, do that. Sure. But for the rest of us, let's yeah. just take a moment to appreciate Ronan carrying two babies yeah. heroically. My ovaries have exploded. <laughs> the end. Okay, bye. But they have realized that their tunnel is blocked. They have no way into the tunnels. Uh-huh. There's no reach they can reach Orion. Yep. They are stuck as well. Yay. This part's real shitty. Because you're like, God, what can they do? Yeah. And John is like, now it's time for the military solution of, you know, weaponry. Yeah. We have drones. So they're going to blast through the doors mm-hmm. and the lava won't destroy the ship if they can, if, if McKay can get the shields working. Yeah. <laughs> Which spawns McKay's idea. This is my favorite idea. This is where it gets the mighty nine levels yes but it's the type of idea that he has to just do and he can't talk which annoys Uh John I think you have actually seen me in that moment before where I'm like no I have a thing that I have to do it but I can't really explain what I was going to do I just have to use it to see the end product yeah so Ronan has a hard time just sitting around waiting to die (laughs) yeah Um, they're having a very hard time breathing Taylor reminds him that even if even if it only gives them a couple more minutes, staying here gives them those few moments, yeah. and that means hope. I love the phrase. Let's put let's put that phrase down exactly because I love it, and I am. So I have one tattoo. Yeah. Um, and I need to get it redone because it's fading, and blurry. But it says it's not over till you're underground. Mm-hmm. And I feel like what Taylor's saying is along the same lines, which yeah. I think is why I love it so much. As long as you can breathe, there's still hope. Yes. 100%. So if you're breathing, no matter how difficult and labored it is, just keep going. Yeah. Just keep going. Um, Carson's still organizing everyone. And I didn't check, but I love 
this scene. I love the idea that it's just 12 people who are running in a circle. Like, I didn't check to see if it was the same people, like, twice the extras. I yeah. just like the idea that it's just them it's running just, in a yeah. circle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They just clone stamped them and uh-huh. <laughs> made them more. Uh, so, since no one has heard from Taylor Ronan, John is going to go after them. And he's like, don't leave without me. Mm-hmm. Taylor and Ronan, their views are now reversed. The family is barely conscious at this point, and Taylor's like, maybe we should have tried to make it on foot? Mm-hmm. And Ronan's like, no, we'd be fucking dead. You were right. Yeah. Like, if we can breathe, there's still hope. Yeah. And suddenly an Asgard transporter beam takes him away. Oh, look, it's hope. Estus Machina. <laughs> so we see this plume of smoke from space. Like, this is how intense the eruption is getting. Mm-hmm. And Caldwell tells them that they are they're the only life signs that Daedalus could find are the family, Ronan and Taylor. Yeah. Like, where is everyone else? And for reasons, to make the plot better, yep. um, the sensors can't penetrate down to where the I Orion mean, is. Molten lava. Well, we noticed that it, they couldn't sense it before either. Yeah. Because they had a hard time communicating, and also Caldwell is like, we'll get out of that shielding and then we can beam you up. Yep. So there is nothing anyone on the Daedalus can do. Yeah. Woof. And Atlantis, Caldwell realizes, or relays that, uh, look, we're not saying they're dead, we're just saying we can't reach or detect anyone. Yeah. So that's hopeful. Yeah, look, we're not saying they're dead, but we're also not saying they're alive, they're just not. They're just, it's literally Schrodinger's they're in, they're McKay. In liminal space of aliveness. Yes. Yeah. Schrodinger's Orion. Yeah. We have no clue. They both exist as dead and living. Yeah. John... Could have saved some people, but he, you know, tried to save them all on the damaged warship. So it's taken any options Caldwell could have had out of his hands. Mm-hmm. And Hermia's like, the volcano is about to erupt. And Weir's like, also, by the way, there's a hive ship. Yeah, yeah. And in case things weren't, you know, interesting enough. Yeah. Without it. Yeah. Yikes. So John is running around the Tyrannus tunnels. Um, the door is only open manually, and the handle is crazy hot to the touch. Mm-hmm. Uh, he can't radio Taylor or Ronan, which he doesn't know they aren't there anymore. Yeah. John sees a few stragglers, that last group, and is like, yeah, you super don't want to touch the door because it's hot. Yeah, stop, stop that. And they end up getting cut off going anywhere because the base is not going to the emergency lockdown. Yay. And before an arena can do anything about the door is all shutting, another tremor locks the lights out and the radio out. Everyone's now cut off from everyone. Yep, no one can find each other except McKay and Carson, right? They're, they're together? They're together, yeah. But they okay. can't detect, like, where John is. Yep. So Hermione's trying to calculate how much time exactly they have left before he, the volcano actually, like, goes. Um, yeah. Um, Ronan wants to land, but they're like, there's no place to land. And All the ground's unstable. Yeah, yeah, that's the trouble with but, being a barbarian. Yeah, like again, no range weapons. Ronan's just gonna run out there. Like, yeah. <laughs> that's the thing. Ro- like, Ronan were Leroy Jenkins into that volcano. When you're not a spellcaster and you don't yeah. have range weapons, you just want to get boots on the ground. Yep. Okay. Boots and stuff and boots and stuff and boots and stuff. <laughs> so. As Taylor points out, their choices are actually cake or death. Yeah. 
Yikes. Hermine offers the option of leaving, and basically everyone, I feel like, just tells him to shut up. How about shut your mouth? How about never leaving? So John leads the refugees. He starts smelling the sulfur dioxide in the tunnels, and the only light they have is his flashlight. Mm -hmm. This is a horror film. Yeah. This is definitely not fun. This is where, like, the weird sulfur creatures come out Uh and eat you. Uh Uh-huh. Narina tries to get them on radio, but there's so much electromagnetic interference, that's a big no. And this baby is about to blow, and no one can contact Taylor, Ronan, John, or the last group of Tererans. Yay, this is fine. In the hallway, John is really hoping they reach the hangar door, and he gets some peeps to help him out opening the door, and thankfully, on the other side, is that balcony we were previously on, overlooking Orion. You still gotta get down there, though. It looks like quite the drop. Yes. (laughs) So McKay tells Narina and Carson... Like, get everyone on the floor, secure yourselves, it's going to blow at any second. Or as he says later, any time from now and a half hour from now, which that's the worst. That type of wait is the worst. Yeah, what do you even do for that? You just sit there and think back. And thankfully John is now here, standing there, and gives everyone a giant sigh of relief. Something. Something to be happy about. By the way, here's the plan that McKay forgot to tell anyone about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. His Mighty Nine style plan. This is fluffer than if I've ever heard it before. Well, I feel like it's when they ride the volcano out. Yeah. And then the when Bo shoots up into the sky thing. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. So, the blast is going to wipe out half the continent. Yes. Have you ever been to a water park? This is what McKay says. Yeah. Okay, so think of it, but it's not water. It's magma. Yeah. Um, our shield is going to survive for 4.1 seconds, which doesn't sound like a lot, but really it's a ton so of time. Much time. Yeah. It's enough time to open a hyperspace window. So the sublight engines were completely fucked for me to fix in time. I can totally fix them later, just uh-huh. not now. Um, but I was able to figure out a patch for the hyperdrive. Sure. A fraction of a second in hyperspace is all we need. It's not going to get us far, but it'll get us, like, not here. Yeah, which is all we need. All we need to be is not here. Yep. Uh, and and also, we don't die horribly then. Not in magma is great. Yeah. And Carson and John are like, correct me if I'm wrong, but when the volcano erupts, won't we erupt? With it? That's the plan. That is the plan. Yeah. Uh, Again, Carson and John are like, that plan's bullshit. He's like, but stick with me here. Stick with me. Yeah. We're going to be ejected along with the magma up into the sky. This is going to be the greatest coaster in Stargate land that ever coastered. You know what this is? I feel like it's it's like the, what are the, um, the water drops? But, but... Up, yeah. But yeah, but like somehow you reverse it. Yeah. It's like the reverse Jurassic it's like a Park slingshot ride. Slingshot thing. Oh, those giant slingshotties. Yeah, we'll we'll work it out. We'll work it out. They're gonna, but you can survive for four point one seconds with the shields. Yeah. And in that time, we're gonna hyper hyperspace jump. Yep. And John's like, yeah, actually sounds okay. Carson actually think that's kind of clever. Uh huh. It's the reverse Tower of Terror. Yeah. And uh, McKay's like, don't thank me until it works, which it probably yeah. won't, but don't, just, don't just, I'm gonna hide under the console. Say, don't be grateful yet. Wait until we're not dead. Hermiad announces the eruption is in 52 seconds. Thanks, Hermiad. Meanwhile, McKay bent his fingernail back. Hurts. He's got owie. He's got an owie. Look in his defense. It does hurt like a motherfucker. It hurts like hell. And when you work with it your does. hands, it really sucks. Does anyone have a pair of nail clippers? Because, ow. Everyone's like, no. 
So he run, everything is ready. He runs down the list. Good to go. And when he gets up, he has to blink a few seconds because he did get up too fast, uh-huh. which I feel you. Yeah. 40. I do recently, I um, started new drugs because I'm on all the drugs in the uh-huh. whole world. And I'm using them for an unconventional use because, again, my body's crazy. Normally, they're used to lower high blood pressure. Yeah. But I don't have high blood pressure. <laughs> so now I get this fun game where I have to learn to get up slowly. Oh, yeah. Because now I have low blood pressure. Yeah. That I have to adjust for. So do you white out or black out? I just kind of, like, get dizzy. So when I get up, I've heard a lot of people when they get up, like, they they get that flash of black oh. when they get up too fast sometimes. I get a flash of white. Oh, I just get like the like this like uh, like it's like the I just got off a treadmill feeling. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I get that guy. Um, so forty seconds till it explodes, and Taylor and Ronan hate waiting. Just worst in the world. Yeah. So John gets into the captain's chair on the bridge uh-huh. of the Orion, gets on the intercom, and gets that pilot voice on that all chairs and seatbacks and your upright locked positions. Mm-hmm. Meanwhile, Carson lost musical chairs and has to scramble uh, to find the one. The weather today is expected to be a balmy <laughs> bazillion degrees. Sorry. It's going to be a little cloudy out today, folks. Yeah. Um, uh, McKay reminds them the explosion again could happen anytime in the next half hour. Mm-hmm. And we see bad shit happening outside. It's definitely not going to take a half an hour. Yep. Everything is shaking. The eruption is starting, and yep. Hermia counts down the last five seconds. Let's get it done. And we see the floor of the hangar bay break apart, and suddenly the ship and the lava are rocketed into the air, and we see from orbit the explosion. And suddenly there's a little crackling of blue, and we see the Orion safely arrive in orbit yeah. out of hyperspace. Everyone on the bridge is just quiet. We see the view from the bridge of the Orion is... Uh-huh. Stunning. I mean, fuck yeah. Giant windows. Yeah. Imagine what you saw getting out of there. Just like magma, magma, magma. <laughs> I would be like McKay and just fail to function for a while. Yeah. Just white knuckled, wide eyed. Yeah. What the fuckery. Yep. I think I'd be like roller coaster screaming. See, I've never been a huge roller coaster screamer person. Oh, I'm a roller coaster screamer. I was instilled in me at a very young age that no matter the roller coaster, you cannot hang on. Oh. Like, even if you can't fully put your arms in the air, mm-hmm. like if it's one of those ones that comes over the shoulder, you at least have to have your hands up. <laughs> like, there's no holding on during the roller coaster. <laughs> that was instilled to me as roller coaster rules at a young age. Oh, no. I don't like when my head wobbles around, so I hold on to things. <laughs> because. It's the migraine that I don't like. Yeah. It's not the fear of falling out of the coaster. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but I am a screamer. Yeah. It's fun. No, I do. I just don't know if I actually scream. I don't know. I, I, I don't know what I do in the moment. It's screaming. It's more yelling. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like that joyous I just don't know. I just don't remember what I do in the moment. I just know I have my hands up. Yeah. I think you're a laugher, if I remember correctly. That That sounds about right. Yeah. If nothing else, that does sound accurate that I laugh. <laughs> Sometimes it's nervous laughing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyways, back on Atlantis, the Terrarans can't head back to their home for many years, if ever, but they have found a new planet and they've started relocating. Yeah. McKay wants to take a team and get the engines fixed on the Orion. Mm-hmm. Some snark ensues. Uh, the Chancer has let the Lantons use the ship in exchange for, you know, saving their entire people. Yeah. 
Um, oh, and that hive ship is still in the way. That's an issue. Also, let's not think about that too hard. We're having one good moment. Yeah. Also, why is it only one wraith ship? Which, that's a good question. And they're thinking that it's just kind of checking. Like, they've heard the rumor that Lance's is there, and they're yeah. just checking. Yeah. It's, uh, it's the, it's the um, uh, reconnaissance crew. Yeah, 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 yeah. They just sent their one rogue out. It's about to be a lot of them. And uh, they at least now have the Orion and a buttload of new drones mm -hmm. on Atlantis. They can put up a fight, but they could put up a fight if it was one hive ship. Like, if the Wraith come full force, it's not going to be enough. Yeah. It's all they got, though. And fade to black. Bum, bum, bum. What's next? Is the next one the season finale? Next one is the season finale. It's called Allies. Yikes. Next week is Allies. Um, I do think this was fun. This was a ride, and it I do was. think this is a ride that goes into Stargate Land. Uh huh. Oh, 100%. It's a real thing that's going to have to happen someday. Somebody needs to build this park. Thanks, I'm but. definitely thinking it is inspired by like the Jurassic Park ride in terms where you get on it and you're like, this is a tour of our geothermal, you know. Yeah. set up and just shit slowly goes wrong. Like, oh no, the volcano's falling apart. Like oh, a little no. bit Jaws, a little bit yeah. uh, Jurassic Park. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. Yeah, it's just gotta be a big drop or yeah. a big launch. Uh-huh. Um, and maybe it's up. You know, it's the reverse elevator. Well, here's what I'm thinking. At the end, there's still gotta be, like, water involved to mimic, to make yeah. magma. Here's what I'm thinking. You know how they, uh, launch you in the Hulk roller coaster with magnets? Oh, yeah. I'm thinking something like that. I think it would be cool, it, it would be unnerving as fuck, if halfway through the ride, you have to exit and enter the Orion. That would be fun. Or maybe most of the most of it is a walking tour, and then it's like, hurry, get in the Orion. That'd be cool. That'd and be you cool. You get to the warehouse. You got to get. Because what Orion. I think would be cool is if you get into a point where you are magnetically launched in the air. Yeah. And while this obviously wouldn't be in reality, but you get the feeling that you've been launched, and then you're like free falling back and yeah. land in the water. It's almost like just an enhanced, like the the line weight is an enhanced weight. A little so bit, all the things are happening, and then yeah. the final part is the magnet line. It's a little bit the the line can be a little bit um, a little bit the mummy. Yeah, I, I don't remember the mummy too much. Well, it's just like the mummy line. Yeah. has all of the extra stuff to look through, and they yeah. have like the stuff you can touch, and it does things you can like fuck with other people in the yeah. line. Yep. Yeah. I was thinking of like dinosaur even. I don't remember that one very much. Butterflies. Da, 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 da. Um. Okay, it's done. Yeah. We're adding a ride to Stargate Land. Somebody, uh -huh. Stormy, take notes. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, okay, what's the next one called? Allies. Allies, that's right. Guys, thanks for hanging out for, I think this was a long episode. I can't tell. I can't. We went on some tangents, yo. I can't see the meter from here. Um, we'll see you next week with more Atlantis. Yep. Stargate SG1's on hold for a tiny bit longer. Yep. Uh, but we'll be here with allies next week and we apologize for the late upload last week. Oh man. That was a technical error. User error. Um, it was a technical user error. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, as always, you know where to find us. 
We're on Twitter at Tara Podcast. We're on Facebook at There's No Place Like Tara. You can email us at There's No Place Like Tara at gmail.com. Uh, Patreon.com slash it's Feb. 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 Review us and like us, and I talk too fast and tie tie. Bye, guys. Bye. Bye.